That's good. Uh, I was bugging Dan before about the fact that when we go to India, one of the countries we're in, uh, um, uh, when we go there and they're having their message, the message is somewhere between three and a half to four hours. That's how long they speak and preach. And it's, a, it's actually an incredible experience to be part of. But uh, I said, hey, I'm going to say that you gave me permission. And he did. He just gave me permission for that long. So I assume you'll probably all walk out about, about noon. So that's okay. I'll just keep talking. So whoever wants to stay. No. Uh, good morning. My name is uh, Dave Thiessen. I, am, uh, I work for Children's Camps International and, and as well Harvest for Kids. A lot of you know the Harvest for Kids side of things. We have a field just north of Three Hills where we're raising funds to send kids to camp in developing countries around the world. And I'll share a bit more about that. I, I want to do a video first. Uh, it's, it's surreal to be here, by the way. I was here February 16th of uh, 2020, just before everything shut down. And I was sitting in the back, and I was so sick that I actually couldn't even come up and share. Wendell ended up coming up on the stage and share. I slept in the vehicle the whole time. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just glad I can come back and maybe make up for that now and, uh, and to be here and, and to share a little bit about what God is doing. I'm going to start off with a video. Let's do the video, and then that will give you some context of who we are as a ministry, and then I'll, I'll go from there. With a call to action in 2003, Anthony Sammy and Ray Wheeler began the road of reaching kids with the message of Jesus Christ. This was the start of Children's Camps International. The vision and mission is to work with the local church to reach the children with a week-long camp experience and then continue with a weekly follow-up program for one year, where we see 75% of the kids making a decision to follow Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. From its humble beginnings in 2003, they started camps in India with 500 kids attending the first year. As of August 2021, over 2.7 million kids have been reached with the message of Jesus Christ. It is with God's favor and grace we are privileged to be part of an incredible milestone where all the glory goes to God. In 2018 in Winkler, Manitoba, an endeavor to bring a worldwide awareness of the mission of Children's Camps International with a world record harvest. On this day, 59 countries around the world watched as 306 combines set out to break a world record harvest. Today, farmers in three western provinces grow and harvest crops as a way to raise funds to send kids to camp in India, Brazil, and Cambodia. Harvest for Kids has partnered with farmers on an initiative called Farm with a Purpose, where we sell farm supply inputs like grain bags, hail insurance, and crop input products, where 100% of the profits go towards the operations of Children's Camps International. We're partnering with the local farming community to make a lasting impact around the world. Build It For Kids began in 2006 with the construction of two houses in Winkler, Manitoba. 57 houses have now been built in Manitoba, Ontario and Saskatchewan, with each project raising between fifty dollars to $70,000. In 2021, Project 321 was created, where we're building three housing projects in Kelowna over two years to raise funds to send one million kids to camp. In early 2020, the world we know was turned upside down with a worldwide pandemic that has now affected each and every one of us in one way or another. It has been a time of uncertainty, but in it, God is moving. 
In our countries, we've seen the Holy Spirit move in ways we've never experienced before. In India, we've seen an increase of 250% in kids attending camp, with over 500,000 kids attending camp in 2020. The churches are now providing 80% of the funds to run these camps. To God be the glory, as he's provided the resources for this to take place. Many more kids are waiting to join when the funds come available. Brazil, one of the hardest hit by COVID, but in spite of the pandemic, the ministry has exploded. Our leadership could no longer do in-person training. They had moved to online social media. They discovered that people from all over the country were tuning in to take the training and asked to be small group leaders. This has led to an expansion to every state in the country. All glory goes to God. In 2020, CCI camps in Cambodia are now 100% under the umbrella of New Hope Children's Camp. Our leader, Mon Suki, and his team have reached out in several directions to grow their ministry with the local churches and have successfully started 50 new camps. Recent COVID restrictions have limited follow-up programs to 22 of the 50 camps, with online training and mentoring becoming the most viable option. Amidst all the obstacles, our Cambodian leaders have remained joyful and continue to pursue strong relationships, focused on sharing the gospel and training new young leaders. Through all the different contributions, over 500,000 kids have attended camp and are now attending follow-up programs. Past statistics make us confident that over 375,000 kids will be now celebrating with us one day in heaven. For us to do the work we're called to, it takes an army of volunteers to make it happen. Annually, over 11,000 volunteers, either in North America and in our supporting countries, work at accomplishing the goal of Children's Camps International. From running a lemonade stand on a street corner, to flipping burgers, and running camps and follow-up programs in the countries, we are truly blessed by these volunteers. Thank you to each and every volunteer who's partnered with Children's Camps International. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Since 2003, God has called us to reach the kids with a dynamic camp ministry and weekly follow-up, where kids are provided the foundation of teaching with the one and only hope this world has. Moving forward, we need your help in accomplishing the call of sharing the gospel with millions more kids. Can you imagine what the world would look like if millions more kids could hear the message of Jesus Christ? With the continued call of Children's Camps International and God's favor and your support, this is possible. Thank you for your contribution to God's work at Children's Camps International. So that's what's been happening in the ministry. This is uh, a, a privilege to be able to come this morning and just share a little bit more. We're going to put the PowerPoint presentation up now, and I'll give you a little bit of context of what we do and why we're doing it. Uh, our desire is to reach the nations with, a, with an incredible message that needs to be shared, and that's the message of Jesus Christ. So how do we do it? Well, I'll we'll start off with next on the slide. If you just hit next. Okay. And Children are the key to the, the hearts of their parents. No different than how I love the amount of kids that you have in the church, and I love the noise. So for some people, they don't like noise in the church. A healthy church is a noisy church. I can get away with saying that. So as a, 
as a, as a visitor. So, but I think it's so important uh, to hear those kids and to, to, to know that that's the next generation. That's the generation we're working with. We work with a national church. We don't try to bring a camp North American style to the kids in the countries we serve. Let them bring what works within their country. Next. Uh, we provide a week-long uh, camp experience. It's like a VBS program. So it's a VBS program. The kids come for the day and they go home for night. And uh, from that, uh, they, this is the vital. This is one of the pillars in our organization that is not negotiable. Is that we provide weekly follow-up with these kids for one year. So the kids come back every week where they're doing Bible memorization and everything else. If you want to see some of the stuff, we have a camp at the back, just what the kids in India get for part of their memorization. So I love the memorization that the kids that did that, oh man, I'm thinking I can't memorize my name, let alone verses. So at this point in time, but it's just been incredible to see because it's, it's vital for you as an individual. Over 75% of the kids are making a decision to follow Jesus Christ through the follow-up program. This is where we're seeing the difference being made. When they dig into the, to the word of God and they understand who they are in Christ, many of them accept him as their personal savior. For a cost of $5, that's it. That's what it costs to send one kid for a whole year um, in the developing countries around the world. If I had more time, I could go into this in detail, but it's uh, $5 a child. makes a difference in the lives of the kids. Uh, since 2003, in the video, it talked about 2.7 million kids. At the end of the year, when we finished up this last year, we're just about 2.8. Four million kids now have heard the message of Jesus Christ. How do you put that into context? How do you try to describe that for somebody? Um, if the kids were to go to extend their arm like this right now, hand in hand, and they would start in Vancouver, they would go through Abbotsford, they would continue on through Kelowna. They'd go past Calgary. They'd go past Regina, past Winnipeg. And actually, that, that, uh, that would reach out as far as Thunder Bay, Ontario. You'd have to drive in a vehicle nonstop 33 hours to see each and every face that's been brought the message of Jesus Christ, let alone the families that have been transformed by the message. God's at work in incredible ways, and we just have the privilege of of going for the ride, I say, and, and it's quite a ride at times. Um, yeah, in 2021, uh, 233,700,000 kids attended camp. Uh, there's reasons for it, and it's an excellent number. We're just excited about them having to be able to hear the message of Jesus Christ. Uh, we trained 12,000 national leaders in country um, where they're ready to serve in, in the ministry. Uh, next. Partnering in three developing countries. The three countries we're in, and the next slide, you'll see in the map, India, which is the, is the main one. Uh, then there's Cambodia and Brazil. Those are the three countries we are now in, and we focused in on bringing the message through to those countries at this time. India would be the lion's share of the kids that are hearing the message of Jesus Christ. Oh, verse, favorite verse of mine, and let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. As Jesus spoke these words, and, you know, the disciples were trying to shoo them away, right? And he said, no, 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 let them come to me. And this is uh, an important part, uh, is reaching our kids, because that's the next generation. Uh, opportunities to serve. Uh, we do all kinds of things. We do the Harvest for Kids fields. Uh, 
And I encourage you, we don't always know the date. As you guys know, farmers, and there's farmers here that are involved with it, but we do the best that we can. We try to say, okay, it looks like this day, but I hope rain comes, and not, maybe not then, but now, so we have a harvest. But uh, if you have a chance to come out and see it, it's an incredible experience to watch uh, a group of volunteers come out and get excited about bringing off a, off a field and being part of a harvest. Uh, we'll do our best to communicate uh, when the time comes, so uh, please come out. Free food. doesn't get any better than that. Actually, we actually had a sponsor this year that came to me and said, all the food at all our events are now paid, and I'm paying it. And so we sit back and say, okay, God is good in so many different ways. We do build it for kids, as you saw in the, in the pictures. We build houses, and uh, we are building units now in Kelowna, which are going to generate uh, revenue to be able to help us to send uh, many, many kids to camp this year. Uh, ride for kids, we actually do a bike ride in Saskatchewan, where... Uh, and that's where I'm from. Don't hold that against me. You know, that's, uh, I do cheer for the riders. Go riders. Go. Yeah. Hey, there's good. Uh, blew that, didn't I? Okay, it was good till then. Uh, we do a ride for kids. And that, that's an event where uh, guys, motorbikes, they love, they, that's their way of getting involved. We have a new one that we do. It's called Auction for Kids, where we auction off items and people donate from all kinds of things uh, towards making a difference. Uh, next slide. Uh, fundraiser, send kids to camp. I, I love, you guys were part of that one in 2020 where you guys raised funds to help send kids to camp. And we're so thankful for it. You guys sent hundreds of kids to camp through those fundraisers. And, uh, and it's, uh, it doesn't have to. You don't have to own a combine to be involved. Use the things. And the next one, um, donations. We take donations. And then uh, this is something that's really important to me. Everybody's been entrusted with gifts and abilities. Use what you've been entrusted with to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. If it's our ministry, great. If it's not, just use your gifts. You've been gifted. Use those gifts. And I'll share a bit more on that in the message as I go through. Um, and God's promises. Okay, I'm into the message side now. And, and uh, that's the ministry. If you want more information, we're at the back. You can just talk to us. We'll share a bit more, best that we can, on... Uh, on what's happening in the ministry. So, yeah, please please come back later. And kids, if you didn't get one of the glow-in-the-dark little... Uh, how many kids got a glow-in-the-dark? Let's see your arms. Okay, some of you guys did. There's a, they're, they're back there. Little bands back there. They can see them at night. So I'm going to keep your kids up tonight without we looking at their wrists. <clears throat> Boy, I'm in trouble now for that. Um, as I... <coughs> excuse me. As, uh, as I was asked to share um, a message with you guys this morning as well, and, and something that, that uh, I have found over the years is uh, I'm, I'm going to share what God's been doing in my life and, and how he's been leading me. As I've been studying scripture, just as, as my journey has been, is just on how he's been working in my life through all different kinds of things. And, and, uh, and I'm going to actually today start in, in Exodus. And you're thinking, why Exodus? Well, you'll find out as we go through. I'm going to open up in a word of prayer, though, and start there. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity to come to you and to just worship you. Worship you through our time together, through our discussions, Lord, and through your word. This is your word, Lord, and it is vital for our lives. And Lord, I just ask that today that as I share, maybe this is meant for somebody here. Um, Lord, it's yours. It's your words, and Lord, we give it to you now. 
And we just ask that uh, you be with each and every one of us as we, as we uh, spend this time together today. Just ask this in your holy and precious name, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, I'll start off by reading uh, the scripture that I have today, and it's out of uh, Exodus 16. And uh, we'll go from there. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. We all sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you've brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instruction. On the sixth day, they're to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gathered on the other days. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked towards the desert, and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in a cloud. The Lord said to Moses, I've heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you'll be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. Then evening quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a thin layer of dew around, around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes of frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is this? For they did not, did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is a bread the Lord has given to you to eat. Each morning, everybody gathered as much as they needed. And when the sun grew hot, it melted away. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much, two omers for each person. And the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. Here we have the story of the Israelites in this moment. Uh, they've just come through uh, some just incredible experiences. They're now in the desert. They're there. And they would have seen the miracles that God would have done in Egypt. And the parting of the Red Sea, that one, as I, I always try to imagine now, what it would have been like in the wall of water as they would have walked through and they would have went on through into the, to the promised land and they crossed over the Red Sea and, and I can imagine the walls and the fish swimming beside and, and what that would have been like and, and it would both have been unimaginable and at the same time scary with what they would have been seeing. Uh, they would have still been processing this and God's intervention in Egypt when they started to grumble. They started to grumble. But missing what they had and how they were hungry, wishing they were still there. Now, now I'm sure glad I'm not God. Because I would have said, really? Really? I just brought you through this. And now you are, are going to complain? Um, I, you know, for me, it would be, okay, let's wipe this out. Let's start all over again. And that's why I'm not God and have never want to have that ever the responsibility. But God promised to them that day that he would give them food for the day, manna and quail. Every morning, God would provide manna. And the people were to collect two quarts. I brought up, can't get manna today in the store. I don't know why, but it's not there. I brought rice. I did the best I could to come close to it. So here's a jar of rice. This is one quart. They were to collect two of these a day per person. I'm a numbers guy. I love numbers and I love calculating things. And I sat down one day and said, okay, what, what did, would that equal? So I used canola as a weight, as a basis for it. And every day, God would have spread on the ground. What they collected 
would have been 4,350 metric tons a day. 50 rail cars of, gr of grain every single day God put on the ground for them to pick up. Um, on the second day, on the sixth day, they would have picked up a double that. So 100 rail cars. Now, when you think about God doing this for 40 years, 40 years, that is 63.5 million metric tons or over 700,000 rail cars of grain that he put on the ground for them and he never missed a day. Our God and his promises are just incredible. You know, our God, his love for his people is unfathomable. He loves us so deeply and so much. And it's at times it's just overwhelming when I think about that love that he's had for us. And continues to do on a regular basis. What have I learned from this? What has God been teaching me? The next slide, if you can, just put it up there. Is I will go through it as God's promises and provisions. You know, God promised to the Israelites, I will take care of you. So, so the Israelites could collect enough for one day and enough for two days, on the sixth day to rest. As I reflected on these words in my life, it's been definitely a challenge for me. I, I'm, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I can't sit still. I'm a planner, organizer, and so, you know, God, you're not moving fast enough here. Let's go. And that's usually when I get in trouble, is when I start doing that, because I start taking control over. You know, where this really hit me was shortly after my last visit here in 2020, we went from the world, as you guys all know, we went from somewhat of an organized world to overnight in three days, the whole world changed around us. We went from having everything kind of life as we know it to where for me, I would travel 2,000 kilometers a week, 3,000 a week, just sharing the message of what God's doing in this ministry to now sitting at my house at my desk. A doer, that doesn't work well, by the way. I remember near the last of March, it was around the 26th of March, sitting there doing my devotions, and, and I'm a little frustrated at this point of what's been happening and just the unknown of it all. And, and, I, and I, in my prayer time, and I, and I can remember the Lord speaking to me these words in his still, small voice, and he said, Be still and know I am God. So often we're doers and we want to do things, and all he says is, Man, you know what? Just so you know, Dave, I don't actually need you. I'm just letting you come along for the ride. So why don't you let me drive and actually do the driving here? And how often do we try to take the steering wheel and actually drive? I am so guilty of that at all times. You know, as the Israelites had to learn only take enough for one day, but not more, God tested them. And then if they tried, guess what happened? It, that they, when they took more than they should have of manna, it rotted. And was full of worms. So when we try to take the driver's seat, God's saying, yeah, go for it. See how that turns out for you. You know, it doesn't. It's allowing God. So often we try to plan things out in our lives. Mapping out our pathway and creating it. But yet, God is there. He just wants us for this day, the next, the next, and the next. His plans are perfect in every way. His promise to the Israelites was, I was going to provide you with your physical needs, even if you don't obey me, even if you try to do things on your own, even if you complain. My promises are the same today and tomorrow. You know, I used to work for a company called uh, uh, Can Oat Milling. It was an oat processing company, and it was located in Saskatoon. So 
I had the privilege of every day. I'm not sure if there's any oatmeal people here or not. And a lot of people don't like to admit they like oatmeal, but deep down inside you do. But every day I had the privilege of eating oatmeal fresh off the rolls as they come off. There is nothing as good. Today I go to the store and say, oh yeah, that's oatmeal, but it's not oatmeal. It's the fresh off the rolls that melts in your mouth. And, and I did that every single day, but I don't know if I could do that for 40 years, like the Israelites did with their manna and with the quail. And in time, I could see that uh, uh, that, that would be kind of boring after a while. You know, I think there's times where God gives us what we need right now in the moment, not what we want. And I think that's a hard thing for us to do and accept in the world we are today is we, wanna, we want things all laid out. We want things all in a certain way, but yet that's not how it works. It's not how it works. God is looking for our reliance upon him. Uh, you, know, you know, we all have gone through circumstances in our lives, maybe a job loss, maybe a health concern, uh, maybe a, break, a breakdown of relationship. But these are the times where he's molding us. And he's preparing us to accomplish his goals, even in spite of ourselves. You know, where this came true is in the early years of Children's Camps International, um, you know, the ministry started off and exploded and took off. And there was a time period where uh, the funds weren't coming in. The funds were not there to send any kids to camp. And, 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 but yet there was kids wanting to go. Um, and we sat down and... Uh, his leadership wanting, okay, God, what's going on? Like, is it, we're not understanding. There's these kids that need to hear the message and of, of who you are. And, uh, you know, many years later, upon reflecting upon that time period, we could actually see God was moving. God was working during that time. Um, what he was doing was actually preparing the churches in India for that time period. When the, India, the churches in India saw it, well, you know, the funds aren't coming they said, this is too important for our country not to have. They started to find ways on being able to fundraise themselves. If we, the money would have just showed up and it would have just been there, would that have happened? I don't know. Today, 80% of the funds are raised in country. And you know, that, those time periods were maybe the times that God was preparing them to take ownership of it. Because that's our goal when it's all done. That's why it is the cost that it is. You know, in the time, though, you know, we don't, it doesn't make sense. But God's plans are perfect in every single way. Uh, next slide. God gives us what we need and what we want is what I just talked about. And then today, the next one is God's provision for today. What is it that he provides for us today? Um, and go to the next slide. In it, God gave us his son, Jesus Christ. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Jesus died on the cross for sins and provided us with the true manna that is eternal. I think as we navigate these interesting times that we've been in, we can all agree in North America. And I think I just love the fact that how God's orchestrated today from being in the Sunday school class saying, wow, okay, that ties right into what I'm talking about today, to where Dan just talked about, wow, okay, you know, 
the, the world that we're in today, what's true, what's not. We've, we've grown in the last number of years in a world of mixed messaging. And, uh, and not that I'm going to get into those discussions, but you know what? At times, what's truth and what's not in all of this? And they seem very confusing. I remember a point in time about, about eight months into it where I remember sitting down and I was watching the news at the time, probably a bad idea, um, and just wondering, okay, Lord, what is going on in this world around us today? And, and I came to a place when, in my prayer time where the Lord said, okay, this whole world, yeah, it is. It doesn't, it's not outside my control. But I needed to stop, and I needed to turn my eyes onto that cross. That's the only hope that I have. Every day I need to look at that cross, and I need to look to the one and only true hope that is in Jesus Christ, fixing my eyes on him and not taking him off of him has helped me navigate these interesting times that we've all gone through. Uh, that's that doer side of me. Well, you know, I can do it myself. We'll figure this out. We'll figure out what's, what's real, what's not. No. I had to end up giving it over to him and allowing him to be able to help and guide me, and even though it doesn't make sense. You know, as North America, we struggled with it. Around the world, man, the gospel is spreading like you have I've never seen before. Uh, in India, as you saw in the video, uh, there the, the message is spreading at, at a pace that we can't even fathom to keep up. Today, if the funds were available, today, two million kids could hear the message of Jesus Christ. Infrastructure's in place. Um, in fact, we, we, um, we met with our leader, Anthony Sammy, who has uh, who, uh, been leading there since uh, 2003. And, and in... Uh, we, just the way things are looking, we said, okay, Anthony, this is the year. We're going to go for the million kids. We think the funds are going to be here and everything else. Anthony, in less than 25 minutes, turned the tap from a quarter million to half a million. Uh, the systems are in place. It's just a matter of the dollars now. You know, it, uh, it's just exciting to see God at work. In India, by the way, there's 300 million gods. In North America, we try to deny God exists. In India, they all believe there is a God. But which one? The God of snakes, cows, rats, uh, whatever you want. And so through this, and through this time of uncertainty, they've turned to the true God. A lot of them have turned over and said, you know, this, this God of, uh, of Jesus Christ and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, the, and his saving grace, many, many have come to know them as a personal savior. And many other stories have been the, been the same within even our countries. In uh, Cambodia, uh, there was a shutdown of all the camps and actually all the schools for 18 months. There was no school for 18 months. Kids, would that have been fun? No school for 18 uh, months? Maybe not. You guys, some of you parents are saying, there's no way I would have been able to handle 18 months of the kids. But there they were shut down. And, and so our leadership said, okay, what do we do? What do we need to do here? And so they started focusing on leadership development within their youth. And they were able to do it through Skype and Zoom and all these other, other things that had came out of it. I remember Skyping with our leader, this is a number of months ago, and in Mon Sukit is his name, in Cambodia. And he said, Dave, sorry, I, I got to go. And he says, this is not that I don't want to talk to you. I, I love talking to you. But he had 10 young men waiting outside his house to come in, and they were doing a weekly Bible study. He runs four nights a week with different groups bringing the message to, the, to their kids and developing the next generation of leaders. I was humbled by that because I, I don't lead four groups. I, uh, you know, I, I sit back and I look at 
what I'm doing and everything else, and this is what God's called me to do, but these guys are doing with such zealous passion, and it's contagious. Once you see it, it's totally contagious to be involved. In Brazil, we, uh, as it said in the video, they had developed discipleship material online back in 2018, and, and through when COVID hit, it just actually just exploded, and now they're bringing the discipleship program to their entire country. And they are actually now in Portugal and in England has actually asked them to convert it to uh, the churches in England have actually asked them to convert it to English so they can actually use it in their programs. They have five years of curriculum developed and where they're bringing the message to Jesus Christ. In all of this chaos of this world, God is at work. You know, sometimes it's hard to see. We don't always understand what he's doing in, uh, in Russia and Ukraine, but uh, this doesn't come outside of God's will. Not in one way. But sin is sin. And that all started way back when. You know, I just, it just for me, what has this meant for me is, is I just got to keep my eyes focused on the cross. Uh, you know, I can't imagine somebody today trying to navigate without Jesus. With all the mixed messaging and everything that's out there, if you don't have Jesus at the center of your heart, how do you do it? How do you do it? Without Jesus, I, I, can't, I can't imagine it today. You know, when I look at everything that's happened, probably the thing that's been the hardest for me, as I've, I've had a chance to watch and go through things, is just the burden that carries me the most is watching people within the churches being divided over the issues we face today. People are passionate on all sides, and that's good to have that passion. But, you know, in the end, you know, I, I, when I looked to the cross and when I was spending my time there, I said, I started look, reading through scripture, and I looked at the life of Jesus. You know, I think Jesus' example, I think he's a good one that we can use as an example of a life well lived, I think. Um, and, you know, when you looked at it, Jesus didn't get consumed with what was happening in the world around him, did he? You look in scripture, did he talk about the Roman government? Was that the main conversation he had? He didn't talk about the Roman government. He didn't get into the details because that was an oppressive government. That one was oppressive. He didn't get into it. You know, what did he say? I'm here to do my father's will. If he was, if he was upset at anybody, he's upset at the scribes and Pharisees, right? And... You know, that is something that really has stuck with me is, is making sure, you know, am, am I sure, am I right with God? Am I making sure that my life is an example for him, that he can be glorified and not getting caught up in the, all the other things? Uh, as believers, we have an incredible hope and truth and don't getting consumed with the chaos all around us. We need to simply thank God for his incredible gift of grace and his son. We have a message this world needs today. Every day I ask God, where do you want me to be? Where do you need me to be? And, you know, I look back at the end of the story, uh, at the end of the day, I always go, wow, that's, that's, that's kind of cool, how God did there. Uh, for my last slide that I want to present to you guys today, I just, if you don't mind throwing that one up, uh, it's a slide of a gentleman that uh, I've had the privilege of hearing about, and I look forward to seeing him one day. He either on earth or on heaven, either one of the two. Uh, but if you want to slide, here's the next guy. His name is Silva. Silva uh, is an interesting guy. He's from India. And he, uh, he was a Hindu as a young boy, worshipped in Hindu temples, 
was a Hindu leader and got into a serious car accident. And in that serious car accident, he ended up in the hospital for two to three months. And it was there that uh, none of his Hindu friends came to see him, not one. And laying in the bed all alone, uh, one, of our, one of our church leaders happened to see him and, and brought the message of Jesus Christ to him, continued to visit with him. He accepted Jesus as his personal savior. And after he came, he came to know Jesus' personal savior, he says, I got to go back to my community and bring the message. And so he went and spoke to the adults. And the adults, I think we get stubborn in our own ways, didn't want to talk to him. They didn't want anything to do with him. In frustration, he, he heard about a town right beside him where there was this ministry that was going on, reaching the kids, and he reached out to us and said, can you help us start a new camp? And we did. We started one in his community, and this is, this is the kids. In his words, and these words still stick me today, and this is, he said this. He said, this is my church. So it doesn't have to be adults. Doesn't have to be, he just saw the need. He said, I'm going to bring the message to the community. And these are his, this is his church. And uh, this, these are the ones that he is going to reach. And you guys can all see these kids in the picture. You know, they all got these crowns, right? Where have you seen that before? Burger King, right? Well, our leader was here and he maybe have pirated that. Whoops, this is online, isn't it? Whoops, he borrowed it from Burger King. And, um, and what it says on the outside of that is, I am a child of a king. And when these kids that grow up in a caste system found uh, that are valued less in the caste system, if you died maybe a thousand times and have been good, you might move up the caste system. That's how they believe. And when these kids find out that they, who they are in Christ, the joy that they have in understanding that they are princesses and princesses of the true king, uh, the smiles you see in their faces. They run down the streets saying who they are. And when they know who they are in Christ, we're the same. We have an incredible opportunity to share the gospel with the world around us. I just encourage you today that each and every one of you have been gifted. Every one of you. God's given you gifts. You know, I say, well, you know, I'm older and I can't, you know, don't have the same. Well, that's okay, but you can still pray. There's a lot of people that, can, that need prayer. Um, you know, whatever God's entrusted you with, use for kingdom. We were created on this earth to glorify God, and this is one of the ways. If you have an opportunity uh, to use your gifts, that's my challenge for you today. Go home this week. Think about it. As you think about what, uh, what has God gifted you with, use it for him. It's that simple. Each and every one of you are gifted, and he's blessed you with skills and abilities. Use it to glorify him. And you'll look back, and I've started to, 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 to journal, not diary, journal. Okay, guys, don't do, do diary, but I journal. Uh, but I journal, and I journal the stories, and I journal how God shows up, and it's crazy how he has shown up over the years. My latest one, and I have to share this one, and my last one in closing. Um, I was, um, I'm a doer, and you guys all know that, and I struggle with the doing side. And, and we were on some holidays with, uh, with some friends, and uh, we got to the place of, uh, I was sitting there thinking, okay, if I do this, this, and this, you know, we need to raise funds for this that we're trying to do in India. And, and I was doing my devotion time, and I started to devote, I started journal my prayers. And, and I was asking God, I said, God, you know, I don't want to get outside your will. I want to stay within your will and not be out of it. And I said, Lord, are we on the right track? And his still small voice that day, he said, today, stop doing just listen. 
And so I set everything down, didn't think about it anymore, turned around, and then the next morning I, I go, I grab my phone and I open it up, and here's a donor. And he's texting me and he's saying, Dave, so what do you, what is the ministry need? What is your budget for 20, uh, um, for 2022? And so I told him and he says, so, so uh, what do you need? And I hate asking. Asking is the hardest thing in the world to do, man. It is. But yet uh, I said, you know, whatever God lays in your heart to give. And the person said, no, no. What do you need? And I did a quick calculation. I said, okay, printed material in India right now and everything else. We need a quarter million dollars today. And that person got back to me and said, that's the number my wife and I had. And he wrote a check for a quarter million dollars. And I'm sitting here trying to do these things. I'm the one trying to orchestrate at times. Yet if I just left it in God's hands and I give it to him, he does ask me to do. But just follow, not try to do. With that, I'm going to close off with prayer and just... Uh, just going to leave you with the whole aspect of this week. Just take time to, to just dwell upon God's goodness and grace in your life and use your gifts for him. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for this amazing day that you've given to us, a beautiful day, sunny day. With the sun, the crop starts to grow. And Lord, we pray for rain. Lord, you are the provider. We can't do it, but you can. And Lord, we pray for that rain on the fields that we will be able to see your goodness and grace and however you show up. But Lord, we just thank you for who you are. Lord, uh, today I pray for those that are here. As they're here this morning uh, to worship you, Lord, as you work through them in their lives this week, give them opportunities just to slow down and hear from you. And Lord, reveal to them exactly what you want for them to do, what you want them to take steps in. And Lord, that they will not be afraid, but to turn to you for, for the strength to do the things. Because sometimes, man, that's hard to do. Because we just want to do it ourselves. Because it's easy then, because then we can figure it out. Father, uh, just be this week with each and every one. And Lord, we just thank you for the blessing of this day. In your holy and precious name, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.